Hi friends, and welcome back to the Riverbank Podcast. As promised, when a serious and or triggering topic is afoot, I am here to heed caution. This episode, as titled, covers self-harm. We don't dive into this topic lightly, even though we keep it lighthearted. I believe part two will be a lot heavier, as it will cover more serious aspects and branches of the subject. And if you are a person going through the heavier side of this topic, please, please, please reach out for help. We would most definitely be happy to help get you the right resources, and above all, we would love the opportunity to pray with you, for you, in your trying times. You can find us on Facebook at The River UPC or online at theriverfpt.org. Hope you get some good nuggets just as much as we did. Yeah, so I don't know how to start it other than, I mean, just diving right into it. Uh, And of course, you know, we're talking about self-harm or self-harming and... I completely understand that it's not limited to your phys- physically harming yourself. No. Um, and I googled where does self-harming stem from, mm-hmm. and according to mayoclinic.org, you know, I looked up several other different reputable uh, websites, and right. Mayo says it's usually, quote, usually not meant as a suicide attempt. This type of self-injury is a harmful way to cope with emotional pain, sadness, anger, stress, and then, you know, further down it says, usually followed by guilt and shame and the, I can't read my own handwriting, and the return of painful emotions, end quote. Yes, and I think to add to that, I think sometimes it's more of a, um, it's a cry for attention. Yes. Some kind of attention. Even though this is going to get negative attention, somebody's looking at me. Yes. Finally. Yeah. Some type of attention. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, had my own experience with self-harm. Me too. With, you know, physically self-harming. But reflecting on, you know, my life and, you know, just studying for this, I mean... It's more than the physical. It's definitely, and I'm getting ahead of my notes, financially, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, or mentally, and sexually. Uh, And it typically, I mean, if anybody really just thinks on where the root is, it's in your hurts. Always. Yeah. It's always in your hurts, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's a... it's, it's even though it's it's um, not healthy. It's an expression of that hurt. Yes. So it, it's an unhealthy expression of it. Yeah. But it is nevertheless an expression of it, and we get caught. So it's like it's like building a mountain of shame. Yeah. I have I have hurt, and I have <coughs> the shame of the hurt, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. And then, so, because of that, I'm acting this way, mm-hmm. but now I have the shame of my actions, mm-hmm. okay, and, and you're just constantly building on that mountain of shame. Yes. And so then when, when you get to the place to where you're at the end of yourself, and you want to try to deal with this and um, get past it, you got you to gotta tear that mountain down. Yeah. And it definitely follows, you know, the age-old saying of hurt people hurt people. But Always. in this case, you're hurting yourself. Exactly. You are still a person. You are still a people. 
that hurts. Yes. And that, yeah. You are. And, it, but the truth is, when we hurt ourselves, we hurt the people that love us. Yeah. And so, so, but that just adds to that mountain of shame. It does. It's kind of a double-edged sword in it. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. you just, I mean, really and truly, it sounds, um, almost flippant to say it but the answer is forgiveness mm-hmm. grace the answer is grace mercy mm. forgiveness because and and i say that casually right um we know that that is much bigger than just to say forgive right that's hard it is so um but that's the answer mm-hmm. and i think if you i think if you're going to if you're going to explore um, the topic of self-harm, mm-hmm. you got to get into forgiveness. Mm. You got to get into your feelings. Got to get into your feelings. Mm. Because otherwise, it's going to leave you wanting something. Yes. It's going to leave you... If you only explore the negative, mm-hmm. it's, it's unfinished. Yep. And if you only look for the negative and things too, that's all that you will ever see. Exactly. And vice versa. Exactly. Well, and if I live in the negative constantly, and and that's all I look at, that's all I talk about, that's all I explore, then I am inevitably going to self-sabotage. Oh, absolutely. Anything good that comes my way, I am going to sabotage it because um, I I just live in the negative. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's all that your mindset is set on. So right. you're going to find it. You're going to see it. Right. And you're going to live it. You're going to continue that con- continuous loop. Yes. Yeah. Always. Sean, anytime you have something, jump in. Yes, please. I know we were talking a lot, but anytime you have something, jump in. Oh. Yeah. You know, it is a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's becoming... I think the more it goes, the more people are learning to talk about it and mm-hmm. learning to deal with it. There are a select few, and I say few, um, not meaning literally three, mm-hmm. but there are a select group, maybe to put it that way, of churches that deal in um, healing and addressing things like that. There are some churches who don't touch it. Right. You know what? And that's okay. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Every church is going to have its own ministry. Yes. And that's okay. Um, but for people who have been through traumatic events in life, um, they really need to find somewhere that is going to address it. Mm-hmm. That's going to hit it and talk about it and um, help you get through the ugliness of it. Yeah. Because the reality is it's ugly. Mm-hmm. That process, the healing process, the forgiving process, the, the going through, getting rid of the shame process, it's ugly. Mm-hmm. It really, and it's raw. Oh, my goodness, is it raw. And so, but it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all part of the growing process in itself. Um, yeah. And sometimes, you know, tap, tap kind of rabbit holing down that. Sometimes you harm yourself spiritually by staying at a church that you've already outgrown. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Yes. Or, I guess, also kind of spinning off of that, too, 
by going back to a church that you've already outgrown Mm -hmm. for, you know, whatever reason. I've heard one reason because, okay, well, that's where I first got saved. That's where I first felt, you know, the touch of God. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all fine and dandy. You know, by all means, go and visit. And I don't know, I don't know, you know, how far or how right or wrong that is to say, you know, go back just to kind of, I guess, get into the habit of going back to church if you're, you know, somebody that's coming back in Mm -hmm. or whatnot. Or, I guess, still self-exploring. Right. And there's nothing wrong. Like, if you've backslidden and you're coming back in, there's nothing wrong with going back to what's familiar to you. Right. And, in fact, that may help a lot with coming back in. Because that can be hard sometimes, too. Yeah. Absolutely. And the thing is, if you, um, when you say outgrow the church or whatever that doesn't necessarily mean i don't want people to misunderstand right. it doesn't mean you're better it means that you need something that church isn't offering right and so a lot of times we do have to go other places and here's the thing you know what there are pastors who um can operate uh kind of how do how do you say this maybe fluidly mm-hmm and recognize that you know my people are to a place where they need something different mm-hmm. and God is is trying to change me so let me allow the change in me so that the growth can happen in my people right but kind of be that advocate right and so in that way a lot of times it takes a very long time for somebody to get to a point where they're like okay I've outgrown yes yeah. but um not everybody operates that way and that's okay mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that uh but you gotta find what's right for you mm-hmm. and if you need that process if you need that healing process then it's important to find that yes because otherwise mm-hmm. it it becomes bitterness and um anger and just you know you, you get to where you're hostile toward everyone you know mm-hmm. and just all around unpleasant yeah or even you know like we've talked about before uh where you set your own rules you set your own expectations for yourself and i mean that's also i guess kind of a double negative for lack of better words well or maybe not double negative but maybe though almost yeah yeah i think that's easy to do i did Mm -hmm. when i first started this process which was many many years ago i felt like i should be i'm going into this i know i have to forgive i know i have to let these things go so i'm gonna do that and Mm -hmm. i should be done with this right you know and someone told me did it take one time for you like one hurt for you to get to where you are i was like well no i mean i went through years of abuse you know Mm -hmm. And so and then she said, well, why do you expect to be over it in a day? Mm. But yeah. we, we do. Yeah. We expect to be able to say, Jesus, Overnight. right. I, Jesus, I forgive this person for what they did to me and I'm done with it. Right. But that's not how it works. No. <laughs> I mean, I think those from what I've seen and heard from other people, those instances are very rare mm-hmm. and far and few between. Mm hmm. I would love it if it worked that way. Oh, it would be amazing. <laughs> because 
I mean, I just saved myself years of transition and mm-hmm. change and let's process just do it all in one shot. <laughs> all the feelings. <laughs> Can I just feel them all now? <laughs> yeah, go through the five stages of grief in one hit. <laughs> right, and then I'm done. Yeah, in two and minutes. Life, life is just unicorns and rainbows from now on. Yeah. <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> But that's not reality because the truth is, mm-hmm. it's like like I was saying before. You have a mountain of shame, yeah, and it takes more than one shot to tear that mountain down. Yeah, I've got it. Now that you say it like that, I've got it noted as you know the quote unquote introverted way of yelling at people for making you feel overwhelmed. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, here's the thing. I told somebody this Sunday. The harsh reality is life is hard. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are hard to deal with. Right. Because of our expectations. The human variability. The human variability. Yes, very much so. And so it makes it hard. Mm-hmm. But the key, though, Megan, and all of it, the key is don't ever give up. Yeah. That's the key. Yep. Given up, given, given up. <laughs> given up is, man, that's just the cop out. It really is. It I mean, really is. why give up on yourself? I mean, I get it. You know, I've been there. We all have. Yeah. We've all been there. But. Life is so much more beautiful. Isn't that, it really is. But isn't that in itself kind of narcissistic? Oh, it is. That's even more selfish than probably anything else. And aren't you, in a sense, saying to God, who died for you, I wasn't worth it. Yeah. Your grace wasn't worth it. Right. Mm. Your sacrifice wasn't worth it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. you know, we've talked about this before. Everybody has to live for God how God calls them to live for God. Yeah, your own choose your your own what how how do my friends say it? Choose your own adventure. Right. But we all have to live for God to the best of our ability, mm-hmm. to the the fullness of what we can give him. Yeah. And that looks different for every person. Mm-hmm. But as long as you can go you can keep the mindset and walk in the attitude, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give up. Right. Because the Bible says, you know, the whole church is the body of Christ. Right. And, I mean, if you, anatomically, if you look at a body, each individual cell has its own job. So, I mean, if you want to break it down like that for a better understanding, we are each our own cell. Yes. Yes. And there are trillions in the human body. Mm-hmm. And and so to think that it's really self-loathing right. to get in the mindset that, well, I'm just one person and mm-hmm. they don't really need me. No, we need you. Right. Everybody's got a job. Everybody. Everybody's got a calling. Everybody's got love somewhere with somebody. Right. And so when we get in that mindset, though, that's a lot. That's that self-pity and, you know, and all of that. It's unproductive, mm-hmm. and um, it's exhausting. 
It is. It's exhausting for the people around you. It's exhausting for you. Yeah. Just just make it up in your mind. I'm not giving up. Yeah. How hard would that be? Yeah. I mean, you know, with what you just said, you know, it's, it's exhausting to yourself. I remember being... In, in my phase, being just so negative and anti towards everything, it was way more draining than it is to... I mean, I don't want to say positive every day, because not every day is positive. Not right? That's true. But it's so much more draining than to just float with it. Right. Ride it out. It really is. Um, there's a scripture that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. In John chapter 17, um, let me see where I want to start with yeah. this. Start with, starting with verse 13, it says, now Jesus is talking. Mm-hmm. And he says, and now come I to thee, he's praying. Mm-hmm. And these things I speak into the world that they might have joy, joy fulfilled in themselves. And he's talking about his disciples. He says, I've given them thy word. So he's telling, he's praying to God and he's saying, I've given these 12 disciples your word and the world hath hated them. Mm-hmm. The world hates them because they're following me, right. right? The world hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world, right? Because right. when we come into to Christ, we're no longer of the world. Mm-hmm. And in verse 15, he says, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, mm-hmm. but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. See, God never told us that he was going to take us out of any situation. Right. He never promised that when things get hard, I'm going to remove you from that. Mm-hmm. That's not scripture. But he did say, I'm praying that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. That doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen to us. It right. rains on the just and the unjust alike. Right. It means that we're not going to become part of the evil. Right. You know? So, yes, sometimes we're going to have to endure hard things. Yeah. Sometimes we're going to have to walk in hard places. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're going to have to go through hard things. But we have to find a place where we can recognize that, okay, this is because it's going to change me, it's going to teach me, and it, it, it's going to make me um, better and more efficient in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So, but that's, that's, a very, that's not a self-serving attitude. Right. That's a kingdom-serving attitude. Yeah. See, that's the difference. We can get over hurt and we can get past shame and all of those things when we get into a kingdom-serving mindset and attitude. Mm-hmm. As long as we're in self-serving, we're stuck. Yeah. Because we're stuck in that cycle of, well, this hurt me and God could have taken me out of it, but he didn't. Right. No, but he gave you what you needed to get through. Yeah. And then he changed you and used it for good. Mm-hmm. And I think that middle ground between, you know, the truly negative, the self-serving and the kingdom-mindedness of it is that, and I don't know, you know, who this would apply to, probably maybe the backsliders, maybe the newbies, true newbies, mm-hmm. um, in that, you know, everything that you're going through that's negative is very much part of your testimony. 
Absolutely. And in, in, I mean it in that uh, kind of a self-motivator. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you're looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking, okay, today I know I'm going to go through X, Y, and Z, right. and I know that's going to be horrible, but uh, it's going to be part of my testimony. Right. In some aspect. Right. Well, think about it. The scripture says we're made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb mm-hmm. and the word of our testimony. Yeah. If we have nothing for a testimony, <laughs> then how do we overcome? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that you have to go through bad things in order to have a testimony. Right. That's not what I'm saying because you don't. But sometimes some people do. Mm-hmm. And... The knuckleheads almost. Right. Not to be just like um, so casual about it, but it's people and it's life. Mm -hmm. And here's what I've come to understand. The bottom line is, if I love God, Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow all of this to be changed in me. Oh, now that you say that, First Corinthians chapter 1 and 26. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the, the foolish, foolish <laughs> things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things of which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised despised hath God chosen yea and things which are not and so on and so forth I mean that was middle of chapter I mean uh 28 right yeah because if everything is right and perfect all the time Mm -hmm. what need would we have of God right and I think uh in the cliff notes of uh first corinthians in the study bible that I got here I mean it's it's saying that you know, Paul's, he's not chastising, he's more or less correcting the yes. Corinth, Corinthians in that, hey, you know, this is what's going on, you know, this is what I've heard, so, you know, why are you doing this, and so on and so forth. Right. We have to realize, here, and here, think about it like this. If I'm, if everything's great and perfect here, mm-hmm. nothing bad ever happens, I don't ever get hurt or offended or my feelings hurt, nobody says a crossword to me ever, we live in this perfect utopia mm-hmm. why would I look for heaven you wouldn't this you would wouldn't. be your heaven exactly we don't we don't count things that cause us to look for heaven as a blessing mm-hmm. when we should right so is it hard to endure here sometimes yeah. but this is making me look for heaven yeah this is making me make sure my lamp's burning. Mm-hmm. This is making me make sure I got oil. You know, yeah. this is making me make sure I'm looking for those eastern skies. Mm-hmm. So we really should take the hard things and count them as blessings because it makes me keep my eyes on heaven. Yeah. And, and it's in more, more than one aspect. I mean, what kinds of self-harm are there besides, you know, the physical? I don't remember if we capped this at the beginning, but, you know, I've thought about it, and in my notes I got financially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just put myself in a bind. 
We sabotage <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I mean, yes, I needed this vehicle, mm-hmm. but I didn't need that extra note on it and the cost and insurance on it. Right. But, you know, in part of my hurt, you know, I, I, I bought it. Right. Yes, I still need it. It's still very much a blessing. Right. But. I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> I think we all have. Oh, yeah. Because we. It, it, <laughs> so let's jump taboo subjects for just a minute. Mm-hmm. We tend to think of modesty as just in the clothes that we wear. Mm. But modesty is so much more than that. Oh, yeah. It's in speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's in the things we buy. Yeah. I should be modest in the way that I, I um, spend the money that God has blessed me with. Mm. And I am not always <laughs> that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, and I, okay, I'm not, I'm going to say something, but let me preface with this. I'm not against people buying designer or name brand anything. Mm. I'm not against that. If you can, by all means, go for it. Yeah. But when you make minimum wage mm-hmm. and you buying five, six, seven, eight hundred dollar purses and wallets and shoes and all this kind of stuff, how modest is that really? On the regular. On the regular. Yeah. How modest is that really? Mm-hmm. So, but we own—it's just like holiness. Mm-hmm. We only look at that from a um what we wear viewpoint and it's so much more than that yes but all of that in in the the miss mm, misuse is not the right word but the um, misconception where we where we're wrong and how we do those things mm-hmm. all goes back to hurt and shame right because you, you know what when i was a um when I was a kid, I wanted these things and couldn't have these things because my parents couldn't afford it. And now it don't matter how much it costs me, I'm going to have it. Yeah. That's shame. Mm. I didn't look at it like that. Hmm. That's a good point. So, it all stems back. Mm-hmm. It all stems back to where I need to let go of something. Right. Mm. But, and that's, I mean, it's not a criticism. I, I live there. Yeah. Every day. I look around <laughs> and go, okay, Ty, you better let that go because it ain't that important. Yeah. You or, know? or in the store, just walk by. Just, just walk, walk by. by. Right. Close do your you, eyes. Do you really need another <laughs> pair of shoes? <laughs> Leave the dealership. <laughs> right. Don't, don't go talk to your sales guy. <laughs> just drive on by. <laughs> you were only here for service. Right. <laughs> And you weren't even here all day. You just got dropped off. <laughs> but how many times do we justify what we're doing by saying, I get to do what I want now? I mean, as an adult, pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have adult money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But why? where does that thought process come from? I got it, so I'm going to spend it. I mean, that's how... That- or sometimes I didn't get to do what I wanted then. Right. Or even um, kind of a spiteful way. Yes. I'm going to show you that I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. It's, still, it's still shame. Yeah. At the root. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and even that, 
that jumps into the next point that I had was spiritually. Yeah. Self-sabotaging yourself spiritually. We do. And, you know, I don't know how to say it. And I guess it kind of applies to more of the the true ignorant in that we self-sabotage ourselves spiritually by setting our own rules for ourselves. Oh, very much so. We have our own expectations. Very much so. Yeah, yeah it's true. Mm-hmm. Also, how much is it like a self-sabotaging mindset when we refuse to do the things we're called to do because so-and-so did this. Ooh. So I'm going to sit on my calling. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bury my talent mm-hmm. because I don't want to deal with People. person, situation, yeah. issues, whatever the case may be. Or I just don't want to work at all. Or I just don't want to work at all. Mm. I saw so-and-so get worked to death in the church because they were called Hmm. and I'm not going to be that person I want to have a life or even the argument and I've heard it time and time again of oh well so-and-so's in the church you know they're this in this leadership position but yet they're out I saw them at Bucky's buying a pack of beer right or you know so I'm something else like that on my calling yeah how much sense does that make? It doesn't. It doesn't I mean, make. why are you going to blame somebody else but for stopping? It. Yeah, I know. I know we do it. <laughs> but why are you going to blame somebody else for you not stepping up? Because it's easier to blame them than it is to take responsibility for it myself. To cop out. To cop out. Mm. It's way, it's way easier for me to say, I'm not going to do what God called me to do because, um, I don't like that Megan wears red shirts. Which I never do. <laughs> but I'm saying. Yeah. But it's way easier for me to to put it on somebody else than mm-hmm. it is for me to say, I'm not going to do what God called me to do because I'm lazy or I'm unwilling to give up things that God is asking me to lay down mm-hmm. or what fill in the blank. Yeah. I just realized that the shirt was red. <laughs> I was like, wait, the shirt is red. <laughs> It, it's easier to put it on somebody else yeah. than to take response. But that's the, that's true in all aspects of life. Mm. It's easier to put it on somebody else, and it's even easier to deny it. Yeah. I'm not called. Mm. 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 Sure about that? Mm. Let's go talk to some elders. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know an elder that you need to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This elder got the whole Katie Freeway as her vein with God. Your life will be changed. <laughs> Forcibly. You get in the word. Right. And you will hear it. Mm-hmm. But we do that on a regular basis. Yeah. And it and it's done so much that it's the norm. Yes. That's the sad part. Yeah. It's become the norm. And then everybody... Everybody lives in this attitude that, oh, well, I'm I'm not a, a big name. I don't, I'm not this, I'm not that. Well, you don't have to be. Yeah, and not every big name became a big name overnight. No. They worked for it. They Right, they didn't sit on their calling. Yeah. 
Yeah. If they didn't see it themselves, then somebody else saw it for them, or not for them, but or saw it in them. them. Yeah. And they, I don't want to say enabled, because that's, in, in this topic, empowered. I feel like. Yeah, empowered. Yeah. They, they place that person in positions to get them to where they are. Right. So, how many, I've said this before, and I stand by it. How much would the church explode if we could all let go of our hurt and our shame and what we won't do because of somebody else? Mm-hmm. And it just live for God. Yeah. Love God. Yeah. Do what he asks you to do. Mm-hmm. If if everybody did that, right. what would happen? Talk about revival. Because it's all, you know that the scripture says, love love God and mm-hmm. then love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it says to love God first because if I love God, it fixes everything else. Yeah, and isn't uh isn't it in the Bible too when it talks about marriage that you have to have God, self, spouse, family or something like that more or less or is that a man's take on it? You know, I'm really not sure about that. I've heard it my whole life, mm-hmm. God, family, church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's actual, like an actual scripture or if that's just... Paraphrase. Paraphrase. I'm, like, I'm mm-hmm. really not sure about that. It's a good one to look into. It is. It works. Mm-hmm. So it's a good um, it's a good standard to live by. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if, if we if we love God... If my whole goal, my whole purpose in life is mm-hmm. to love God, then everything else works. Because if me and you have, if there's strife between me and you, and I'm loving God, mm-hmm. then he's going to tell me how to fix it. Right. And if I'm loving God, then I'm going to be okay with that answer, and I'm going to do it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. See, what the hardest thing for humans to do is give up the right to be right. Oh. But if I love God, I have to give up the right to be right. Because what if God says, mm-hmm. even though I am, I was the person wronged, mm-hmm. what if God says, swallow your pride and apologize? If I love him, I'm oh. going to do it. And so then I love God and I love my neighbor and mm-hmm. all is right. Right. Yeah. If our focus could be love God, mm-hmm. love God, love God, no matter what, love God. Mm-hmm. I hit a hard spot and I remind myself, wait a minute, I love God. Mm-hmm. Everything else works. Yeah. Yeah. You have to feel the feelings. You have to feel the feelings. I mean, it sucks. It does sometimes. Oh goodness, yeah. It it's suck. hard sometimes. Yeah. But if I love God, mm-hmm. then I'm going to trust him with those feelings. Yes. Yeah, those emotions, I mean, they can, by all means, make you willfully ignorant of people and situations. Absolutely. The, it, your emotions can blind you so bad that every red flag seems black and white. Absolutely. Or black or white. Because you're not you're looking through jaded glasses. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
That's how we made bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're ignoring your own needs from yourself, from others, uh, God, and ignoring your emotions. Yeah, ignoring your emotions is pretty much a double-edged sword in that, Mm -hmm. one, yes, you self-sabotage, and then, two, you're self-harming yourself. Well, I guess that's the same thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very much so. Yeah. But I think the, the other side of that is we can't ignore our emotions, but we can't um, live in them. We can't live in them. And you can't just trust them. Yeah. You have to weigh your emotions with the word. Mm-hmm. Because your emotions are coming from your heart. Right. And your heart, the Bible says, is desperately wicked and yep. deceitful above all things. Mm-hmm. So just because I'm having this emotion doesn't mean that it's correct. Right. I got to weigh it with the word. Yeah. You have to be able to discern. Right. But you know what does that? I love God. Yeah. And if I love God, he's going to tell me, wait a minute. No, I know this is what you're feeling, Mm -hmm. but this isn't quite what it really is. Yeah. But if I'm in love with God, and then I'm open to that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kind of spinning off of that. That goes very much in line with intellectually self-harming yourself by misprioritizing Mm -hmm. and of course you know the biggest one is ignorance Mm -hmm. whether you know true true ignorance which can always be corrected right uh but again you know with any type of correction you know especially with heavy things you have to be ready to receive it Mm -hmm. and then with misprioritizing well that can also be corrected with um being ready to receive it you know if it's something big of course and just self-evaluating. Yeah. So self-evaluation and self-awareness is so important. Mm-hmm. So important. Um, but you know, ignorance is not bliss. It's not. No, not no always. Matter, no. No matter oh. what we want to think or what we want to tell ourselves, mm-hmm. ignorance is not bliss. And a lot of times, you you know. You're just being willfully ignorant, mm-hmm. you know, and that's um, I, that's not good, right? At all, Sean. You have anything to input? No. Um. No, ignorance is not bliss. Yeah, and I think Socrates, and I've said it before, or I've quoted Socrates before, in that he admits, or he's quoted to have admitted, that. I know nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you study Socrates' life, he always denied being a teacher. Right. Because he never wanted to be labeled as a teacher. He never wanted to be labeled as anything. Right. Which, you know, kudos. But at the same time, kind of own what you know. Yeah. Well, and own what you are. Right. This will be a little bit of a... Uh, conviction for me mm-hmm. own what you are yeah own what your calling is don't run from it don't hide it um that's a nugget for me too i know <laughs> <laughs> i think this, we're <laughs> we're gonna say you know it, um god deals with the with the teacher first yeah. right here we are babe <laughs> being dealt with 
it's needed. It is. It bring is. bring it on. Bring it on. Don't don't hide don't hide it. Mm-hmm. Own own who you are in God. Own right. it. Know it. Know it. Own it. The Bible says to make your calling and election sure. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you're a teacher, study. Yes. Study. You know, if if you're whatever it is you're called to be, mm-hmm. be the best of it that you can be. And isn't that also biblical in that the best leaders are the best servants? Mm. Absolutely. You can't be a leader without being a servant. Mm-hmm. No. It, uh, if you are, you're just a dictator. Right. And the only way that you can be a leader is if, you know, yes, you serve, but in your service, you learn new things. You are, mm-hmm. whether you realize it or not, studying how to do something or how to instruct or how whatever. Yes. If you are not learning, you're dead. Yes. Spiritually. If you're not changing, growing, learning, you're dead. Mm-hmm. There has to always be something. Um, There's always something new. to learn. There's always something to learn. There's always something that you can say, man, I really need to change that. Mm-hmm. There's always an area where you can grow. Um, I can tell you for myself, um, I, I should study more than I do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I should I should spend more time searching and researching and reading and, and doing all those things. But I think we can all say that. Yeah. Um, but the the thing is, I, I guess the key to it is, don't ever stop trying to be better. Mm-hmm. It's still the same. Don't ever stop. Don't give up. There's always room for growth. There's always room. And or there should be. Yeah. The revelation that I had this afternoon on my way home from work, hopefully I can get through it without getting entirely <laughs> not in the throat, was, and, because, and it's because I had or have had the same conversation with the same individual time and time again, mm-hmm. in that you have to accept grace. Mm-hmm. And my argument on it in... I realized where, you know, I realized now where I was wrong in my argument, Mm -hmm. but what I was saying was very much true. And I realized it because the song uh, by Pastor Court Chavis, uh, Grace, was playing. Mm -hmm. And one of the lines is, Grace is enough. Yeah. And that was something, you know, we've talked about it recently, something that I have to learn how to accept for myself as well. Because that's all part of my growth in my current situation. We're hard on ourselves. Too hard. We are. Especially when we've been through things in life. Mm-hmm. We're hard on ourselves because I'm not going to let this thing happen to me again. Yeah. And so when I do something that gives <clears throat> the, the impression that this thing has room to mm-hmm. move in my life again, then I beat myself up. Right. But that's shame, and that's. I don't. I don't know how far we're backtracking on that, but that goes back to what we said earlier of. Or an avenue of where you set your own expectations on yourself, and Absolutely. not just on your on yourself. I and mean, I got it noted here. Um, it's on yourself. It's on God, and it's on others around you, and. I mean that's. I mean. It, but it, it's just a horrible thing to 
It is. To set on yourself. It is. And to set on God. Because it, yeah, if you think about it, he came to fulfill the law Mm -hmm. because God knew we couldn't live by the law. Yeah. Okay. So what, if we can't live by God's law, what makes us think we can live by our own? We can't. We can't. And I say this all the time in our Bible study. I mean, we can't even live by our own laws and we have tens of thousands of laws globally, if not hundreds of thousands. Right. Right. I mean, an easy one that we always break is a speed limit. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but to but to not accept grace nullifies the effect of the cross. Yeah. Because who said that God isn't enough? Right. Who told you that God isn't enough? Why are you telling yourself that God is not enough? Shame's telling you. Ooh. Yeah. That's shame. That's the voice of shame. Yeah. The, the answer is forget. Yeah. When why do I forgive? Because I love God. Mm-hmm. And God said, if I don't forgive, I won't be forgiven. Yeah. If we everything, if we can always come full circle back to, but I love God, and what does He want me to do? And even though it's going to be hard, I'm going to do it because I love Him. Mm-hmm. If we can always come full circle back to that, it all works. Right. I know that sounds like it, it sounds like such a easier said than right. done. And it's you know, and some people could take that as you're making light of situations. I'm really not. Right. Because that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. That's a hard circle to make. Mm-hmm. Because we feel justified in our feelings. Ooh. Okay. But would Christ have been justified in his feelings? If he'd have just been angry with the mob, he would have been. Yeah. Look what they did to him. Yeah. But you know what? It all comes back full circle to love. Mm-hmm. He loved us. Mm-hmm. That he still went through it. Though. That he still went through it, and he still forgave. Mm-hmm. And he still said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." So if somehow, as hard as it might be, you know, it's it's almost kind of like driving a, a ship through a hurricane. Mm-hmm. If you can somehow grab that wheel and hold it, you know, mm-hmm. if I can somehow grab onto it and come all the way back to, wait a minute, I love God. Yeah. And what does he want me to do? And have the conversation with him. Mm-hmm. This is hard. This is a hard thing for me to do. I'm having, I'm struggling trying to do it. Um, but I love you, and so I want to do it. Help me. Yeah. He will. And then it all works. Mm-hmm. And it, it, mm. it's any, if everything could come full circle back to that, it all works. Yeah. But we're mm. like, but we're human, and we're flesh. Yeah. But they wronged me. They did. And I love that you said in the hurricane. Because those of us here on the south or that experience hurricanes, we know hurricane has an eye. Right. And in the eye, there's peace. There is. In the eye of the storm. There is. And there's always going to be, and that's it. It is very, huh. Hmm. There's always going to be a moment in the process where you can stop and take a breath and say, okay. Recoup. 
I, got, I, I love God and he's with me. And so because of that, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And then you, then, then the wind started blowing again. And you yeah. said, this time, we got this. Now I've got some knowledge and some tools. Right. To get through the other half of it. Right. Because mm -hmm. I love him. And he loves me. Mm -hmm. More than we could ever, I don't want to say no, but maybe ever accept. Yes. Yes. Accepting love is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Accepting self-love. Mm. Self-love. Yep. That's a, that's a whole other topic, but... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that'd be a great part two to this. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's the answer. Yeah. It's the answer to it. Because love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And if I don't love myself, I can't love how God wants me to love. Right. But if I love God... Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to allow him to teach me to love me. I'm going to allow him to let me see myself through his eyes. Ha, huh, that's a hard one. Mm. But it's yeah. necessary. And so then it all works. Mm.